to The Do Zone, where entrepreneurs go to get things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. You can find me on all social media at JT Literally. Each week, I bring on experts from a variety of backgrounds to share their secrets on how to optimize performance so you can take massive action and crush your goals. If you want to build a slingshot that brings in quick cash and sales for your business in as little as the next seven days, I'm going to give you a simple framework that has worked for me very well and my clients time and time again. At no cost to you, go to factor1.io now and enter your email for immediate access. Once again, that's factor1.io. Today's guest is Alaric Heck. Alaric got his start on YouTube over 14 years ago by building AppFind, which became the largest app review channel on the platform with over 500,000 subscribers. Now at just 26 years old, he has built an eight-figure company, Ad Outreach, where he empowers entrepreneurs to harness the power of value-driven video and grow their businesses on YouTube. Alaric, welcome to The Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. So the key is to de-risk the outcome of doing whatever you need to do and actually taking action. So one of the biggest things that actually causes people to not take action is by worrying about what if this works, right, as a success, or what if it's a failure? Well, what you need to do is actually change your concept of what a failure is, because there's really only two true failures. It's either the to give up, which is the ultimate failure, or the failure to learn. If you're instead winning or learning, then every action you take creates a positive outcome. Either it's a success in its own right, or it's a lesson, a learning lesson that you can build on to either know what not to do, what you should do differently next time, or even just a general lesson that you're gonna be able to take from that action. So when you de-risk the outcome and you tell yourself, everything I do is going to be a positive outcome, whether it is a directly positive outcome, a win, or it's a learning lesson I can build on, then that takes away all the risk and fear of taking action. So you could just start taking more and more action consistently. You know, it's one of the most important things that I had to learn long ago is I, I was, I lost a decade, so I didn't, I didn't start, you know, an eight figure company in my dorm room. You know, it took me a little longer to get where I was going, but I spent a decade uh, just wondering, well, what if it doesn't work? And, and that cost me 10 years of my life. And, and you know what the answer is? It's probably not going to work. <laughs> just keep doing it until it does. <laughs> and tell me, and like, first of all, like you speak in my language on that. And could you, could you point to a couple of examples where you had to face a decision of, Hey, this may not work and it may sting a little bit, but I got to move forward anyway and get the data. Yeah. And so there's a couple of really good examples of that. And one um, was kind of the decision to build the, the business from the beginning. And then I'll also talk about a decision that I also see a lot of people face every day uh, as we go into, you know, marketing and ads and, and kind of what we do. Um, but first, I'll start with kind of the big decision that I had. Um, I started out, like, like you mentioned, uh, you know, I started out 14 years ago, built an app review channel on YouTube, you know, grew it to hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I had a lot of people watching. Um, and I had this app and, uh, it, it, that I didn't make, but, but somebody had like sponsored me to do this app and I posted on the channel. It got a bunch of downloads. I'm like, this is great. You know, can you post this other app? And so they were getting a bunch of these, you know, viewerships, uh, a bunch of views and downloads. I mean, to say a lot of viewership there. And they said, well, how can we reach more people? I said, well, what if we run a YouTube ad? It was about eight years ago now. So I was in college at the time. I run a YouTube ad, they get thousands of downloads. They're blown away. So they say, this is great. We're going to make you 
basically an offer that they thought I couldn't refuse. They said, Alric, we want you to drop out of college, fly out here to Silicon Valley, join our team. You know, they're like, we're all in our 20s. You know, you're going to fit right in. This would be great. You join our team. Uh, we're going to give you a, you know, six-figure salary, uh, potential vested stock options in the company that's done a few rounds of, of raising funds. And you get to keep your YouTube channel and still do that on the side. They made what they thought was an irresistible offer, and I turned it down. Uh, and I should turn it down three times. It got better over time. That's the offer they ended with. But I turned it down and I knew I wanted to build this myself. Now, there was some concern because I was turning down this thing that I thought maybe I wanted. You know, I'd always looked up and idolized kind of Silicon Valley and, you know, the thought of, okay, maybe drop out of college, go do that. I could still do my channel. But at the same time, I knew I wanted to build something myself and I knew I struck gold because they were so excited and they wanted it for themselves, right? They wanted the, the YouTube ads knowledge for themselves. So I said, you know what? I want to build this myself. And even if this doesn't, you know, become as big as like their company or whatever that is, like I'm going to actually learn a lot more because I know that I want to run, you know, I want to continue to run businesses. I want to you know, be an entrepreneur. I want to, you know, have my companies. And so even if my company's smaller, I'd rather be the king of my own castle, even if it's a smaller castle than a knight in somebody else's. And I think that that was, you know, a big decision that I had had. And then there's been a lot of different pieces of taking action of different risks, different things. Um, you know, we really scaled during, uh, during COVID, uh, you know, and so that was like a big kind of scale period of time when a lot of people were pulling back. And that was, again, I said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to learn. We're going to see how this works. Um, and my hypothesis, which ended up being correct, was that, you know, people were going to really shift towards video um, and marketing was going to shift to that. And that was correct. But even if that wasn't the case, um, you know, I was going to learn from that, right, too. And it's like, all right, well, this is really the only clear, this is the clear direction here is to, is to ramp up. Now, the decision I see a lot of people take um, because we help businesses with YouTube ads, and I'm happy to dive into some of that too. Like what we do is we're advising people to invest in their marketing and advertising, creating a system where they run ads and then they have a certain uh, outcome. And the goal is, right, you put in a dollar, you get multiple out. And it also takes a little bit of time to build up to that, right? And what we do is we're here to help shortcut and help you know fast track that process. But also people are a little bit afraid. They're afraid to spend that initial dollar. And so- Ultimately, what we have to tell them is that the same mindset applies to virtually everything and it applies to marketing and advertising too. If you're looking to launch a campaign, you don't want to just launch one campaign. You want to launch a few. You want to launch, you have a few different videos, have a few different audience targeting and a few different campaigns. And then those campaigns, let's say you're throwing darts at a dartboard. Now, because you're working with a guide, you know where the dartboard is, you know roughly how to throw. It's not going to be perfect the first time, but let's say you're throwing those darts. A few, maybe they missed the board. All right, well, we learned what didn't work. What are we going to do with those campaigns? If those campaigns don't get a return. We're going to turn them off and we're going to look at what we're, what did we target? What was the video? All right, we don't want to use that. Then you might get you know lucky on that first throw. You might hit a bullseye. Great. Wow. What happened here? This is great. That's a win. Let's scale that up. But even if that doesn't happen, usually what's going to happen is you got a few of these darts on the outer rims. And you're going to look at that and you're going to say, oh, wait a second. This looks like it's working well. This one looks like it's working well over here. What if we combine the things that work? This video works, this audience work. Let's combine those. And now we're learning how to throw a dart. And now once we actually calibrate ourselves, we get to keep throwing darts at the bullseye. So what we need to do is cut what doesn't work, but learn from it. 
adjust what's in the middle area. And then once you hit the bullseye, just keep repeating that action and scaling that up. And that is really a good example of how this works. But if you're afraid to miss the uh, the target, which is going to happen, like you said, then you might never throw, but you ne might never actually get good and hit the bullseye and then learn how to repeat that again and again. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the craziest things. And, and I think you really nailed it with uh, most of us, most of us are just afraid to spend that initial dollar. Like, what if I don't get it back? Hey, listen, you're probably not going to get it back. <laughs> but that's the only way that you can find out how to get more of it back in, in time. I remember I, I was running my very first ad on Facebook um, and I wrote 15 different ads. And I thought, oh, like, oh, man, dude, this is this is it, Alaric. This is the one. This is the chosen ad that is going to change my life. This is Shakespeare in the 21st century. And it was like long form and it was just dripping with value and all of these things. And I put that in. I put a bunch of other ones. I went and made a shot of video and had it like professionally edited. And of all of those, the one that just slays to this day, to this day, it it slays all of the rest of them is... This simple framework is what has been responsible for all of my success. Do you want it? And that was it. <laughs> like that was the whole copy. <laughs> and like everything else I did was completely irrelevant, but I had to do it to get to that, like, you know, one or two sentence thing. And that one to two sentences was all I needed, but I had to do the rest of the work. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's so remarkable how often that is the case. And, but you have to do all those other things to see what what works because you might not know exactly what it's going to be. And so that's where if you look at it as everything's going to create, you know, a win or a learning lesson, well, then you're only only thing stopping you from getting where you want to go is actually taking action. And I know it's so cliched because it's full circle, right? It's like you, you kind of start out on, on the journey. You start talking about like taking action, right? It's a like cliche. But then it comes full circle because you're like, all right, well, I need to take action. I need to learn from that. I need to do this. And then it comes back around. You're like, wait a second. If every outcome is I can build on and it's essentially building, like to use a castle analogy, we're essentially building blocks of the castle or we're seeing, wait a second, this isn't going to be that sturdy. Let's not use that type of brick. Let's let's you know build something else here. And so if every win is kind of building another brick and then every learning lesson teaches us how to make it the castle stronger, how to fortify it a little bit more and how to avoid some of these other challenges, right? What we're doing is we're constantly growing, we're constantly building. And so then the only thing stopping us from getting where we wanna go, even if we have more learning lessons than wins, which usually is the case, is just taking action. So then the question becomes, how fast can you rapidly take action? But also the other thing that people get wrong is you have to learn when things don't work. And you got to learn the right lesson. You got to get good at learning what is the lesson. And so inside of our company, inside Ad Outreach, you know, what I always ask is, well, what's the learning lesson here? When things don't go according to plan, you know, I think in other places or other organizations, it's, you know, kind of like, oh, this didn't go according to plan. And there's almost this degree of like punishment around that. Instead, what I like to look at is like, what's the learning lesson? Like, what did you learn? Okay, great. And then, you know, again, Obviously, we don't want people to make the same mistake multiple times. And that's where we need to say, OK, well, did we actually learn from this? And that's where, you know, we might we might uh, again, you don't want to let people make that same mistake. But if they make a mistake once, that's a learning lesson that they can then use. And it's far more valuable. The mistake's already been made. 
right? It's far more valuable to ask them what's the learning lesson. And then, you know, wait a second, I just, you know, you just actually up-leveled that employee or that team member. You just up-leveled them more often than if they had gotten a win. You got to also ask them when they get a win, okay, what went well here? What can we keep doing? Right. And wins and learning lessons is definitely something just to keep, not just yourself, but as you grow a team, keep asking your team, what are they seeing? What are the wins? What are the learning lessons? So just just real quick here, your company ad outreach is basically an overnight success that took 14 years, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. People don't see all that. And, you know, that side of it being on YouTube since like 2009 and and all of that. Exactly. It's, It's grown a lot over these last few years. But 60th um, exactly. fasting growing company, 60th fastest growing company in America featured in the Inc. 5000. What would you say if you were to look back on the, the journey that you've taken to this point? Somebody somebody wants to get the kind of momentum that, that you have. Can you point back to a catalyst that, that really put things into hyperdrive for you? Like, was there a realization? Was there a moment? Was there a turning point? Yes. So, um, and it's actually all related to this too. So I was in, um, I was at an event and this was with Jay Abraham and this was, uh, it was in Paris. It's like this Paris mastermind event. It was the end of 2019. So it was like October of 2019. So right before you remember, I, I told you I doubled down and scaled up, uh, you know, uh, during 2020. Um, and that actually came from a, a lesson that I learned here. So I had a hot seat with Jay and I was telling him at the time, uh, I was spending, uh, I was spending around, you know, uh, about like $25,000 on ads a month. And I was bringing in around, um, around like $200,000. And I was like, oh, I've got a great, you know, return and, you know, things are like, and, and, um, and like things are good. Like I'm going to keep, you know, building up, but I was approaching it as, you know, look, I've got a strong row as I'm helping out all these, I'm doing all these different things. And, he asked me, and I thought I was doing a lot of things like kind of correctly, right? And there's a little bit of invisible ego there. And he like checked that because he said, why not spend 50,000? And I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, why not spend 50,000? And obviously he said it in his own Jay way. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. He, been a few yeah, years Jay's, Jay's the kind of guy that he'll like, he'll like walk around the point for a couple of hours. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you're like, you got it yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, he he told a whole story around it, but essentially the 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 gist was, why not spend fifty thousand? And and I was just it was it shocked me. I was like, well, and you know where we've been ramping up about five thousand dollars a month. He said, um, and essentially what he said is what he would do is he would just raise it to fifty thousand and see what happens. And and I and I was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, why would you not do that? And I, you know, and then I gave him these reasons. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, we're already at capacity with our sales team. I'm enrolling better than my, you know, other person. I was in the process of building the sales yeah. team. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, excuses, excuses. All, the, stuff, all right. the excuses, right? And and what he said is, well, let's take a look at this for a second. And he introduced the concept of risk arbitrage, which is, which was, I think, that big difference maker. So he introduced the concept. He's, he has said, well, let's think about it for a second. If you spend another $25,000 on your ads, you spend 50,000. Let's just say let's just use that 25,000. What is the best case scenario that happens? 
And I said, well, it'd probably be doubling the revenue, be 200,000, but with diminishing return, like we, we know that there's a reason we're at 25K right now. And there's also the sales team stuff. So, so that might not happen. He's like, well, what's the best case? 200,000. And then he said, well, what's the worst case? Like, what's the worst, like, you know, that you can imagine you put another 25,000 in, you know, with, with the way your business is set up. And I said, honestly, it's really hard to picture doing anything less than a 2X, like 50,000, you know, be, like that's if we can't figure out the sales, like, you know, like to 25 to, to 50. So, and then he turns to the room and he's like, he's like, would you, you know, who here would, would not take that 25,000 for $50,000, you know? And then, then that's when I'm realizing, uh-oh, like I'm turning uh -oh. red a little bit. You know, I'm I'm in the hot seat at that moment, uh -huh. and and then, it's getting and it's getting really hot too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then and then he said, okay, and what do you think is most likely going to happen? And I said, honestly, it's probably going to be more like a hundred thousand. You know, it's it's going to be somewhere in between, right? It's you know, it's not going to be as efficient as that lower spend. There's some diminishing returns on the ad side. There's also you know the sales team, the different things. And he said, all right, so most likely you're going to get that extra hundred. It's going to be that hundred thousand. And then lower probability, you're still making money. Even if that doesn't happen, even if it's even if it's worse than what you can imagine there, then you're breaking even, right? But you learn, you know, and and then you can go up at the two hundred thousand. So ultimately, what he said was, why, like, was you know, why not take that bet? Because this is risk arbitrage, right? If you could walk into a casino and you knew that you're going to be able to go and 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 you had an advantage against them you're just going to keep going right you have a house edge and so essentially we have this risk arbitrage here where even the lowercase scenario is a positive scenario so you would take that bet every time and that's how and that's also how people are able to scale they'll find a risk arbitrage opportunity where they risk far less or, or potentially nothing in this case but stand to gain so much more and that is a was a massive learning lesson. And I ramped up. Sure enough, I got up to 300K. Uh, and then I was, and then, you know, we were capped out on the sales team side. And so then, you know, we went into those next couple of months, we were around that 300K. And then that's when we're like, all right, we're going to scale up over the course of 2020. And by the end of the year, we're doing over $800,000 a month in revenue. Uh, and, you awesome. know, we just basically massively grew that business. So. That's that's a great story, man. And it's a great lesson from Jay Abraham. Sometimes, and, and I've spent some time with Jay, uh, a very fascinating dude. And, and sometimes you just need somebody to put things to you in the simplest term. Just speak ape. You know, growing a business isn't that hard. You know, grab a club, whack somebody on the head, take their money, go repeat. <laughs> you know, that's like, the, that's it, right? So so tell us uh, really quick uh, what it is that, that you do, how, how people can connect with you, who you work with. Yeah, so we help businesses with YouTube ads so they can get more consistent leads and sales. Uh, YouTube is more intent-based. So instead of people kind of scrolling on other platforms, you're gonna be able to reach people when they're in the learner's mindset and then have them take action. We really specialize in information, expert, coach, consultant, course creator businesses. Uh, and we have a free gift. I'd love to give everybody here a 19-page YouTube ad strategy PDF. And you can get that by going to adoutreach.com slash gift. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H dot com slash G-I-F-T at outreach.com slash gift. You can get my free 19-page YouTube ad strategy PDF. Excellent. Uh, we're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much for to Alaric Heck for sharing that uh, giant nugget of wisdom for taking action, uh, even though you're not necessarily ready for it because you're either going to win or you're going to learn. For those of you who want to 
learn more about YouTube ads, you can take advantage of Alaric's generosity by going to adoutreach.com slash gift. And uh, whether you're out on your morning commute in the gym or somewhere out in the field, snap a selfie, tag me at JT literally, show me what you do while you're in the do zone. And one more time, if you need a quick injection of cash in your business so you can get some momentum now, let's talk. Go to factor1.io and let's take a look at building your slingshot. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. Hey, thanks for listening to the Do Zone podcast. If you're running a service-based business that's looking to grow this year, let's talk about how we can slingshot you into momentum with a quick injection of cash and sales. Our clients typically see results in as little as seven days. To learn more about what we do, you can go to factor1.io. Once again, that's factor1.io. We'll see you next time.